This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello everyone, uh, welcome back to the next episode of the Tall and Back podcast. Uh, I'm back, we're joined by uh, YouTuber Old Grandpa Joe today. How are you doing today, Joe? I'm alright, I'm alright. Uh, I would ask you all how you are, but we've done this all off camera anyway. Um, how are. are you lot doing, the listeners, the viewers? <laughs> and then obviously Will and Nathaniel, our mainstays on pretty much every episode are with me again. Um, you will have noticed that uh, on the intro, we've still got the Charlie Spaulding sponsor up. This is the last episode that he's sponsoring. Obviously, we have got a new one now. Uh, I'll talk about that now. It's um, it's called Six Yards Out. So it's basically like a retro rem- memorabilia website. You can request to have pretty much any kit. You can have CFAX results uh, put on the side of mugs, cushions, pillows, phone cases, things like that. Uh, decent prices. I've got four and a half stars on Trustpilot. It's a great website. They've obviously just done a giveaway um, free mug with this kind of style shirt. Just given away to, I think, whole badge men win it. Uh, so I think Daryl will be getting that from the old badge man. Quite, <laughs> quite, quite a surprising winner there. It was obviously picked by a random tweet generator thing. I, I don't know how they do it, but congrats to you guys for winning that, whoever ends up with it. Um, so yeah, do give them a sh- uh, check out. Go over to the give, uh, page, give them a follow, check the website, see what they've got, request a kit if you want one, uh, and check them out. Um, obviously, our mainstay is uh, Hull City Retro, you know, still representing. <laughs> old retro shirts uh, made from 80s 90s onwards kits that we all wish we could have had back in the day but we don't they will remake to good quality got a great customer service there are a mem- mem- uh, private members club so you will have to go over and um, pay a membership fee to join I think it's, it's only two quid or something but head over to them give them a follow um, obviously we've partnered with Fanhub great great app that's just hit the top 10 I think in the app charts I think it hit number 9 yeah, yeah, I'm just going over 20,000 members on it. Um, it's getting better every time. The rewards are getting more. I think you get rewards now for just checking into games. Uh, there's free merchandise because they're partnered with the Terrace. 
you can obviously still win your, your two free tickets every month if you're in the top three of the leaderboard. Uh, you can find us, you can find Tigers, Tigers, blah, blah, blah. Um, the Aussie Tigers, everybody's on the uh, content section to go check that out. Make sure you're trying to read as much of it as you can because that all does contribute to your fan score on the leaderboards to win them tickets. So if you need a code to join, keep an eye out on our socials. We do get regular golden ticket codes. Uh, and then our last one, obviously. Yeah, and, oh, oh, yeah, you're on it as well now, aren't you? I was waiting uh, for that. Yeah, you're on <laughs> You're on Fanhub. I forgot about that. We'll apologise there. Eh? Old Grandpa Joe is on Fanhub as well, so you can find him on there. Um, he has, a, he has codes as well, so if we run out. Say that again, bud. My ramblings. Oh, well. <laughs> well you, how many followers have you got now? On uh, Subscribers. I am, I've just ticked over 1,800. Not bad going, that. Self-explanatory uh, then. A couple of days ago, the lads sent, all the lads at school sent, sent me something in our in our little group chat. It was like, it's, they found a TikTok. It was Championship Table by Club's Biggest Fan Channels or whatever. And I've managed to pull the whole city into 16th. So we'll take that. Hmm. That's not bad at all. We'll, we'll did, take, we'll take that. that. Yeah, yeah. Old Grandpa Joe, the one preparing us up them chat. At the end of the season, we'll absolutely take that. Hmm. <laughs> right, yes, yeah, so subscribe to Old Grandpa Joe as well. Obviously, contribute to that. Where We've only just gone over 100, so uh, we'll, we'll catch up next week. Um, <laughs> and then our last one, obviously, we want you to support the whole badge men. Um, a group of volunteers, they do this not for profit. Um, they literally put all the proceeds back into making top quality badges. They're not flimsy stuff. It is good stuff. Uh, you can buy membership fees and get discounts on future badges and things like that. And they are struggling at the minute. So if you can dip into your pockets and just pay like a fiver or something, do so and help save that tradition and get them back out the, outside the ground, hopefully soon. Uh, maybe with the takeover, they'll sort of I mean, not charge them an extortionate fee. For... We're outside the ground for the last the game against Bristol. I saw them at the end of the walkway. Was they? Yeah. Ooh. Oh well, that's good to see then. So obviously, um, if you do see them out and about, go give them a go have a chat to them before the game or something because they they work hard for what they do and it, it it's just literally for the benefit of us fans, not for them. They do it literally for not 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 for profit at all. They're literally volunteers. So support them if you can. Right. So we'll get st- well. We'll talk about. Do you want to talk about your channel first, then, Joe? Before we get into the city stuff, out when, uh, when did you start? Awesome. You're up for that show. <laughs> If you're up for that, I'm up for that. If you just want to dive straight into the uh, Bristol City game, I'm up for that also. Nah, that's fine. Joe. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll big you up. Come on, you're on here. So when when did you start it and what made you start it kind of thing? What, what What's your well, aims? Properly, I'd say, because it was, it, was, it was on and off a little bit for a few years. But I'd say the first year it was really like, the sole ambition was the year we had Leonid Slutsky as manager at the start of the year. So we'd just been relegated from the Premier League. I thought, right, this is the sort of content I want to make. I tried it against Tottenham on the final day of the season before. It did well. So uh, a few years younger than I am now me thought, great, let's try this again. Because I've watched that sort of stuff on YouTube. I really engage with it. So I thought I'll try it myself. It went pretty well. Uh, it was it was steady progress up until um, <clears throat> up until we played Wigan the other year and we lost eight nil. People really seemed to enjoy me screaming and shouting at my camera for ten minutes. <laughs> so that that, that um, fared me quite well. Then from there, I've been on Radio Humberside a couple of times, Look North, ITV Calendar, and um, yeah, just 
kept grow it just kept growing. Yeah, good. I mean, That's... to be fair, when you've got a hobby and it's something you enjoy doing, and you're doing it like as successful as you are, like you say, you come up to two thousand subscribers, which is for us who have got about one hundred and fourteen or something. You know, it's 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 crazy numbers for. We're catching up, though. But, yeah, we're, quite, we're yeah. catching up slowly. I, mean, I, was, I was at the same stage as you once. It's just, it's just. I'm, I mean, I don't want to patronise you, but it's just keep going. <laughs> no, well, keep we'll, going. we'll, we'll certainly do so. I mean, do you do working hard? Do you do vlogs, uh, match previews? Is it just all everything under the sun, or do you just stick match previews, match day vlogs? If I don't go to the games, I just do a quick reaction to the game. Um, I, co- I covered stuff about the takeover. Throughout the transfer windows, I'll start this in, again in January. I uh, I just cover all the rumours. Th- I'm hopeful we'll have quite a few in January as a club. So, yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah, so anybody listening who's not seen old Grandpa Joe's YouTube channel, do head over to it. Because, obviously, well, I mean, it's not like you need to support, is it? Um, 1800 subscribers. <laughs> if, you're new to, if you're new to the Dolan <laughs> Back podcast as well, make, make sure you keep listening. On there YouTube, you subscribe. Just right. we're all friends so we'll, here. <laughs> we'll jump into the uh, uh, Bristol City game then. So I think this is going to be a, a bit of a see because it's six unbeaten. So you'd think it'd be quite a positive one. However, but is is there a sense? And I'll come to you first, Will, because I love asking you the the, uh, the, yeah. the the more pessimistic questions. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I wonder why. Uh, it, was it was it a point gained or two points dropped? It was two points dropped because of when the uh, equaliser came, but I think a draw, having thought about it for a day and a couple of so, I think a draw was probably the fair result, to be honest, um, based on the actual game itself. Uh, but it's a fucking killer blow in it, oh. right at the death, from a goal that probably shouldn't have happened because of an earlier foul. But... We had the Birmingham goal that we should never have had, so it swings and roundabouts to an extent. We were due one because yeah. that was our first one we've conceded in the last 15 minutes, apparently, this season. We're the only club not to have done that before. So to go this long without conceding goal in the 90th minute is quite good going, really. Yeah. And it was a, it was a bit of a parlour, wasn't it? So. It was a nice finish by my James, to be fair. Yeah. So for us, we had obviously George Honeyman got his fourth goal in six six games. Is it fourth goal in six games? I'm sure it is. Yeah. Ryan Longman yeah. scored his second goal. Um, Longman played brilliantly. I, I know, right? I know I've been saying it all along. Daniel, but Longman yeah. is absolutely fantastic. You know what? Two of them now. <laughs> I'm not going to go to Nathaniel for this one. Yeah, <laughs> who played well against Bristol City? <laughs> uh, I've said I've all I've said from the outset. I mean, when Longman, when we first saw Longman against QPR, I thought, yeah, he wasn't great, but give him time. He's just come back from an injury. He's just come back from COVID. Give him a give him a bit of a give it give him a few weeks to get his fitness, and we'll go from there. We're playing in a system which suits the way he wants to play now. By the looks of things, him and Lewis Potter look absolutely undroppable, and. They're both absolutely flying. Do we do we think maybe that the likes of because um, I, I personally think my man of the match was Sean McLaughlin. Oh, yes. McLaughlin's an absolute tank. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. 
when we're looking at players that are playing well at the minute, you've got, you know, George Honeyman, when he's on fire, we're always going to do well because he's, he's absolutely pivotal to what we do in, in terms of attacking, taking the ball forward. Um, Longman's sort of been, well, Longman and KLP in, in, in a wing-back position have kind of been revelations in what they do and their energy and the way that they help sort of, even, even in the defensive sense, which is weird, keeps us solid. But to me, I think when you look over, especially in the, in the terms, well, when you're speaking about consistency, since Sean McLaughlin's been introduced to the side, well, and Nathan Baxter, because they were both kind of came in at the same time, didn't they? We've just looked so much mm. better. I know, I know we conceded two against Bristol. Um, I mean, they were both kind of scrappy goals, really. Well, it was a case of, you know, like we say, we had a couple of uh, decisions that could have gone our way that, you know, the ball shouldn't have got there in the first place. Randall Williams should have held it in the corner rather than trying to take his man on, etc. But, Sean McLaughlin, to me, I think is, I, I would say, unsung hero, but he's getting a lot of praise on social media. Do you, do you oh, think no. he's, do you he's, think he's undroppable at the so minute? He's not that unsung. No, we can't drop until, him. I mean, when we've got Jones back, we'll see what happens there. But of the three, I would not drop a single one of them. Because they're working so well. Bernard yeah. is doing his usual job. He wasn't great in the first half on Saturday, I thought. But the second half, he picked himself up and was brilliant. McLaughlin is just... I don't have words. <laughs> words do not describe. He's just ridiculously... He's just been so good. And it was the first game as well. Like, even against Middlesbrough, um, he was a brick wall. And when, when he, he was, you know, yeah, playing so well then, it was, like, sort of ironic saying, oh, McLaughlin's um, a brick wall. But he's actually, like, same with Longman and same with uh, Bernard as well. Like, even though they're players who wouldn't have expected, perhaps, to be starting, they're, you know, uh, unironically being great. Like, whenever, you know, we're going on about McLaughlin being a brick wall, it's just amazing that he's suddenly come in and him and Baxter and Longman um, are just taking to the championship like a Dr. Water. And what yeah. I do like as well is how this system gives Jacob Greaves the licence to just go and do whatever he wants. Yeah. It's like he, having two wing-backs. He has the cover so he can push forward. The ball at his feet is, for me, his best asset. It is, definitely. He can drive forward with it. He can, he can, he can do whatever he wants because he knows he's got that security of McLaughlin and Bernard behind him and he's got yeah. the choice of two solid keepers in either Ingram at the, fir at the first half of the season so far and Baxter since he's come in has been brilliant yeah I think in the current system that we're playing because we obviously like we say you know like to Jacob Greaves likes to get the ball to feet drive it up the pitch you've got um, Deshaun Bernard who does the same on the other side McLaughlin's kind of a um, I, I think he's got a bit of Harry Maguire style about me, uh, McLaughlin, personally. I don't know if anyone agrees. I think he's a well, bit of a... not really a compliment to anyone. Well, no, our Harry Maguire. Yeah, our not, Maguire. Not Man United's Harry Maguire. Our Maguire <laughs> and the England Maguire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. the United's um, Maguire. He's he, he he, he very, very professional in what he does. He's, he's no nonsense. He's very effective at what he does. And it gives, like we say the licence for Greaves and Bernard to do what they do because also, and probably the most important position on the pitch at the minute in this system is that holding midfield role. Now, Richie Smallwood's in there at the minute and do we think he is an unsung hero at the minute? Yes. 
because everyone will always bang the Tom Huddleston drum because he's Tom Huddleston. But Smallwood, I've said this from the outset, he does the job we need him to do for the team. He, might he does the be, dirty work. He might not be able, mm. exactly, he might not be able to hit a ball from 35 yards and it test the keeper nine times out of ten. He might not be able to spray a brilliant diagonal pass like Huddleston, but he gets himself about, he does the dirty work, and I've, I said as soon as we got Honeyman back, Honeyman will improve Doherty, who wasn't great at the start of the season, and he'll also improve Smallwood. And look what's happened. Well, I personally think it's the system that's benefited Smallwood. Because yeah, I think in the four, the four three threes, that, yeah, in the four three threes, he's far too exposed. He's got too much ground to cover, um, and obviously with him not being the quickest of players, um, that was leading to a shipping in goals and putting a lot of pressure on the defence. Um, but in this system, obviously we can make it a five at the back with three in midfield, uh, but then attacking it also helps us then create like six. Uh, six attacking players in Doherty, Honeyman, the two wing-backs, the two strikers. It, 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 mm. it, it's helped us find a balance. And that defensive midfield role to me and the role that Smallwood does isn't getting enough recognition because the the way our centre-backs like to progress with the ball and take it out, he will act as that cover. He'll stay back and he'll slot into the back three whilst they're gone. Um, but he is one of those players that I haven't seen getting as much praise as, uh, as he probably should do. Uh, what I'll come to you about, Nathaniel, then, is one player who's getting a little bit of criticism at the minute. And I want to know if you think he deserves it. And it's not the players you're thinking about. It's not it's Malibu. Not so we're going we're gonna to leave that discussion. Yeah, no, but we have to talk about him, though. We have to. We will do. We will it's do. Tradition. Just not yet. Just not yet. Good. Not yet. But Josh McGuinness. Now, yeah. at the minute, he's he's a bit marmite in the fan base, I think, because he, on one side, he's there to do a job, which obviously is a striker is to score goals. Um, mm-hmm. but he's also that like he was similar last season to be our outlet up front to dot, sort of you know hold the ball up bring other players into the game um, take the pressure off in a, uh, in a defensive sense because he can hold the ball at his feet kind of thing is he doing that? is he, is he rightfully getting criticised at the minute? What, what's your thoughts on McGuinness? Well I think maybe um, if he had a semi-competent strike partner he wouldn't get as much criticism because if everyone hates Wilkes then we're looking for McGuinness as one of the strikers to do something and if he's not scoring either then he's going to get criticism as well. Um, I mean I think Eves may you know has made, made an impact every time he's played this season especially I mean against Bristol he came on and created the second goal so I mean you could switch him out but Really, I think I know this is a question about McGuinness, but it's, <laughs> maybe he's going to blame Wilkes for every everything that goes wrong now. He's the new blame Marshall. Just blame Wilkes. It goes, isn't it? Uh, it exactly. Yeah. So um, he's not jacking back. He's played up front. Do you expect? I was going to say, but is it, is it justified? Is everything that's been I said about feeling, him justified? Not really. I, I mean, feel he's a player who the team really appreciates. Yeah. McGuinness. I have a feeling he's a player who really yeah. appreciate yeah. with his what he does up front. But the fans necessarily not. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think the fans see exactly what in general he doesn't get any, like a footballer does. He doesn't get any chances though, does he? Still, like you look at the highlights and it's never McGuinness missing, it's Wilkes missing. So McGuinness, McGuinness doesn't that. get the yeah, exactly, yeah. But um I guess again, like we were saying that with the four three three, um, you know, maybe two years ago or a year ago. It's the wingers who get the chances, and 
So although in League One, McGuinness did score a lot, he didn't get as many chances as the wingers. So maybe with the wing-backs, um, it's them scoring the goals and it's Honeyman. So yeah. maybe McGuinness isn't really getting a look in because logic, of the system again. Logic would say that if he's in the team to be sort of like the target man in the outlet to bring the other players into the game, if our midfielders and wing-backs are the ones scoring the goals at the minute, that to me suggests that he's doing his job. He's doing the job. They're, they're, they're getting the ball in the areas that they need to be to score. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, like we say, we haven't at seen him have many chances. Say, at the same time, we do seem to have a lot more up front when Eves and Smith came on. Well, I was going to say, when we when those two came on, we immediately wanted to go for it again. They were constantly running for every ball. More impetus. Honestly, Tyler Smith, yeah. me being at the South Stand End, seeing that ball get passed to the keeper, Smith just turns on his engine. He's. I won't make an F1 reference because I'm still not too overjoyed. Well, we already have now. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he, he put his foot down. He was like Lewis Hamilton. He just, he just went. He, <laughs> I mean, in the four-three-three, if we wanted a striker to fit in more with the wingers. We've got him there in Tyler Smith. And then, like you said, Nathaniel, Eves is just... He's, he's clutch, isn't he? <laughs> so what, so I, what I, mean, I absolutely love him. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the City fans have said, and I mean, I've, we've said on here before, we want to see Eves play up front alongside a Tyler Smith-style striker because we Tyler think that's Smith. where you're going to get the best out of Eves. And yeah. he dropped out the side in the squad for a bit. I can't, was he injured or was he just dropped entirely? Well, for Reading, he was injured. Yeah. For Millwall, he was there on the day because you saw. A... Was it Millwall? Let me double check myself. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, it was. It was yeah. Millwall. For for Millwall, he was there, but just wasn't selected. And you got that photo of him sat on the subs bench on his phone. Hmm. So because I think he's is especially now that we're playing two up front. I think Eves is the one that's probably. Um, That's how he drives wasn't it? Yeah, he's, he's deprived at the minute. I think he's the only player that I could justify has got a claim to be starting on a regular basis, especially as, you know, like we say, McGuinness isn't scoring. I mean, they can both do a similar job. I don't, McGuinness isn't playing bad, but like we say, the, the, the sort of the, the new impetus we got when them two came up top together um, would be nice to start on the front foot in that way again. I mean, mm -hmm. now that I say that, actually, it reminds me. In that game, do we think that when we went ahead, that we stopped sort of probing for that next goal and we kind of sat back and invited pressure? A bit. Probably. It's just it's just uh, like um, uh, nature, isn't it? It's just what you do. You can't help it. But, you know, you're winning with a few minutes left. You're going to drop back. It was funny when we scored. It wasn't funny when we conceded the second goal, but Smallwood was the furthest player up the pitch for the first time in his career. Um, so maybe if he'd been where he should have been for, you know, th his previous 15 years playing or however long, and then he wouldn't have conceded. Hashtag well, blame Smallwood. <laughs> well, we don't endorse that hashtag. No, I don't endorse it. <laughs> what but I want to pick up the, on is, why yeah, go. for that free, why for when the ball got came, got put back in the box, where we just sat on the 18-yard line, pushed them out. I, yeah. I think it was McGuinness trying to push them out and they all just stood on the line. They didn't move. People people sat in the East Stand 
said to me that the corner was offside or whatever. But at the end of the day, you've got to look at why are we just sitting on the 18-yard line, push forward, yeah. and in the situation that I think it was Randall Williams was in, where you could just boot it clear, just don't try and pass it out, just get rid of it. Mm. I mean, we can't really begrudge um, officials in that game, really, considering that we probably got... Oh, no, we can. They were shit. I mean, they that were. was shit in League One last year. They were. Yeah. But we also was very fortunate at Reading. And Birmingham. And Birmingham. The, mm. the thing with the swings and roundabouts thing, which I even messed myself said earlier, is it's not really fair unless it happens against the same team. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Really, if Birmingham score a dodgy goal against us, then that's, that's even. <laughs> yeah, but, but Bristol, we, we haven't done anything bad to Bristol, have we? Never. Not once. They always take us back, Bristol. Oh, oh, well, actually, we did do something. Uh, yeah, I forgot. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, nothing, Nathaniel. Something at Wembley, maybe? It's just Dean Windass, you know. <laughs> what's, he, what's he ever done to harm anyone? But, Give me a lift going from Barbers the other week, lovely bloke. <laughs> so, that result then, that draw, like I said, Texas 6 unbeaten, 14 points from 18 available. But we did say, and, and, and you mentioned on Twitter, Nathaniel, that on this podcast before these two games, I asked if two draws would be good enough. Um, jinxed it. Ooh. Yeah, well, you see. I, to be fair, I always do. Even if I tweet, I should have tweeted that Wilkes was playing bad and he'd probably scored the winner. Because um, that always tends to happen. <laughs> he he scores win, within five minutes of me criticising Wilkes on Twitter. He does it all the time. It frustrates me. Because then I just have a flood of mentions because I've just called him crap and he scored. But um, to me, we should have at least come out of these two games with four points. I think the draw against Reading was a good result. I think we should have beaten Bristol. Um but, but we can't really complain, like we say. If you'd have said to us six games ago that we were going to go on a six-game unbeaten run, we'd, we'd have all laughed. Uh, yeah, we, we looked dead and buried. We looked gone. I mean, obviously, like the change in the system's got a big part of that. Um, now that the wins have kind of stopped and we're starting drawing, we've got three tough games next. Do we think that teams have sort of figured us out now in this system? Because we've got well, Nottingham wanna, Forest who are on fire at the minute next. What I just want to say before that, Ant, is is this system did this system change only come about like it did against Middlesbrough because of the lack of fullbacks, and yeah. now because we've got no coil and no manual, is that the only reason we're sticking with this? Not going back to it, yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's that the worry like, with. Will we find out? Yeah, that's, that's the worry with every City fan at the minute, isn't it? I mean, I he obviously only fight. played this system through necessity because of injury. Yeah. But he did have a couple of opportunities, like when Elder came back, kind of thing, to switch the four at the back. Um, when we had Emmanuel and uh, fit at the time, or Coyle. And he didn't do it then, because I think he's seen that it's currently working. Now, we don't know, obviously, when we get a full, fully fit defence to pick from again. From what, I I honestly... from what I've been told, I was speaking to Louis Coyle just before the game the other day. Last time I said I saw any players before the game, I crucified on Twitter. <laughs> but I can promise you, I saw Louis Coyle driving in, get out of his car, and I spoke. I asked him about his injury. I said, we're looking at February time, as being, as is being reported. He says, hopefully earlier. So, so January then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but And then Emmanuel... 
does does anyone know what happened? What happened to Josh? Well, I think we're not supposed to know because it's otherwise no, they tell us. And that's fair enough if they don't want anyone yeah. to know. Yeah. yeah. Someone said to me the other day though. I was early to the game. I saw. Uh, I saw someone you all you all may know, Matt, uh, before the game. Well, Matt, and, uh, who used to be on it. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, came in, he came in mega early, and. Um, Someone who always goes to the games mega early says that they saw Josh Emanuel go in again, go to the game against Millwall, and they'd heard that he was that it was some form of infection. Which, if it was that, it's very. I'm not go, not going to speculate too much further than this, but if it's an infection, it's a it's a lot saying that he fell ill in training because that can mean a hell of a lot of things. And then anyway, saying then anything, yeah. that was the question. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, I think... It's I mean, a matter I, of privacy, isn't it? And we've got to respect Yeah, I that mean, if, 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 if the fans are due to know anything, they'll tell us, won't they? The club will say something when... Or Emmanuel himself kind of thing. I, I, can't, I can't imagine that, you know, he's, he's he's not playing. That's pretty much as much as we need to know, isn't it, really, at the minute? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, there is there is a slight well. niggle at the back of, of, of the mind at the minute that... If, for example, Coyle does come back, let's speak hypothetically, we've got two fit full-backs for each side to pick from. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're now playing mm-hmm. a 3-5-2 system with wing-backs, mm-hmm. but you've got KLP and Longman playing as the wing-backs. Back as well. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. you know, you've got, you've got a few players that are going to be pushing for a start or claiming for a start because we all know that Josh Emmanuel will probably be a very good wing-back. He's not going to be as attacking as what KLP is kind of thing. He'll offer us, uh, offer us some more defensive solidity, as would Coyle. Uh, Elder would probably be... I think a, a wing-back's a perfect position for Elder, actually, because when we play 4-3-3, he loves to bomb on. Um, but he doesn't have that protection. For us. He always but loves to get like, forward, didn't he? Yeah, but like I was saying, on current form, you can't really justify dropping anybody. But maybe a certain Mr Wilkes? <laughs> he mm. won't do that. Good, if good, I, um, if anyone, sorry, Nathaniel, and I don't like to say it as well, it would be, I think it would be Longman. What, the person who's just scored an absolute worldie and yes. been playing man of the match performances the last few games? I think that's just the way Disgraceful. It is. How dare you? Probably where his head because you, you you won't drop Lewis Potter. No. You need someone on the right side, even when mm. Wilkes was playing awfully in the 4 3 3, he didn't opt for Longman. And striker, you don't need to really bother about. I don't know. Go back three or four oh, games, I might have agreed with you, but the way Longman's playing at the, at the minute, you can't... McCann, you can't he'd, he'd be crucified if he drops. Mm. Mm. I think the only reason I, that Wilkes I, I, actually I gets... I agree with you there. What, you think Longman will be the first one to get chopped? That's what I think... I think, he'd be the most, no, I think he'd be the most likely because... Just because he's... The, who else can play in that position... Well, because he's in one of the wing back spots that would be up for contention, and, yeah. uh, and he, he can't drop Lewis Potter. is sold in January, he's not getting dropped, and let and mm. another contract saga like we had last year. But okay. I genuinely only think Malik Wilkes is starting games because every now and again, when it gets well, when it gets to the point where you can justify dropping him, he scores. And it yeah. keeps him yeah. inside for another couple of games. He's like Solskjaer <laughs> when he was Man United manager. He's about he's on the verge of sacking, then he'd get a win. Mm. So I think Wilkes, to me, if you're looking performance-wise, certainly, 
Um, I don't even think he fits the system personally. I don't. It, the, the style of play he's trying no, no. to do this season, it, it doesn't work. I mean, we're saying this. He's obviously scored a couple of goals in the last month or so. Um, it's uh, it's one of them, isn't it? Because Wilkes is that kind of player. He, he could it can be a passenger for eighty nine minutes and then score a goal. It's it is it's tough, but. So we'll, we'll we'll use this logic then. We'll move on to we've got Nottingham Forest next. Obviously in very good form. Um, it's a way. Um, Will it be a waste we, of money? <laughs> I don't That's know because Forest away is always a good day. It's always a good day. Um, oh, actually no. Before we move on to Forest, we've got a video, haven't we? Will. Oh yeah, we've we got we've got a video from um, AH Robbins talk who's going to give us um, a Bristol City perspective on the game. So we'll see if there's anything we can talk about from that. Hello there, it's Annie here from Ed, the AH Robbins talk YouTube channel, and I'm here to talk about the Hull City two Bristol City two game, uh, which took place um, yesterday. Uh, I'm recording this on the Sunday. Uh, yesterday at three o'clock, Hull. Take the lead, obviously, through Ryan Longman's fantastic finish. In his up corner, Bentley gets to touch on it, and the fantastic finish by by Longman. Um, no, no debating that. Uh, we allow him to cut in very easily, and it's it's frustrating, really, because we make a decent start. We look like we we could potentially get an early goal, but then we get done on the counter attack, and Hull half and puff. Uh, City offer pretty much. Nothing, no shots on target in the first half, I think. And, yeah, overall pretty poor, really, from City. Um, Bristol City in the first half didn't really create much. And Hull were pretty, pretty good. And then, early in the second half, I think 54 minutes, uh, Antoine Semenyo equalises for City. His first shot hits the post, goes back out to him. Instinct, Nathan Baxter's helpless, really, in the situation. Just has to get some sort of a good connection on it. And he puts it into the back of the net. Um, Anderson Manio, yeah, very impressed with him. He started uh, He started the last two games coming back, coming back from injury. First goal of the season. So, yeah, very happy with Antoine Semenyo. Hull take the lead. I think with eight minutes to go, George Honeyman with a bit of a scrappy goal. Um, a bit of a mess in the box. Honeyman pounces, beats Bentley. To first, it's an initial blitz save by Dan Bentley. Uh and yeah, we just couldn't get any. We we we've we've had a problem all season of not taking the chances, and whenever whenever we don't take chances, teams punish us, and that's the championship. And they and Hull did that again. So fair play to Hull for punishing us then. Um, we should we should have really should have really uh, got got an equaliser before that. Um, we sh then we get an equaliser in the ninety second minute, which I'll happily take, obviously, and it's a great finish from from uh, Matty James, puts in the corner and yeah, a uh, bit of a scrappy one again. But look, I'm I am not complaining whatsoever. Uh, it's uh, it's it's a weird one really because Hull I thought were deserving of the. Of the three points and did well up until up until the ninety second minute where they should have should have got the three points. Um, so yeah, they'll be disappointed. You'll be disappointed. But I think I think I think this this result kind of shows 
where we lie in the table and how how much of a inconsistent team we are. We don't we don't look like we're going to finish in the top half. Very inconsistent, as I mentioned, and we look just look pretty helpless. Uh, our our form is pretty inconsistent. The table's pretty inconsistent. It's all very inconsistent, and it's the only word I can really use: inconsistent, because that's what we are. Um, I've been also asked to do a ask uh, to name a player that, uh, that that did well for Hull. Um, and I thought Ryan Longman. Um, it's either Ryan Longman or John Chinyman. There's two goal scorers for Hull. So I thought they pretty much bullied Zach Viner down that right hand side. That for Longman and Honeyman picking up pockets of space and really exploiting that and scoring the goal, obviously. Uh, I would also ask for a man of the match for City. Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, I might just give it to Matty James because he scored the goal and he was pretty ex excellent in the middle of the park. Uh, Nigel Pearson obviously mentioned that we needed control in the middle of the pitch and Matty James brought that which I'd expect Matthew James to bring because he's a fantastic footballer. Right, that's uh, that's gone for four minutes, so I'm very sorry. It was a bit more than a bit more than needed, but there we go. You get to more, you get to see my face. But yeah, thank you, and yeah, uh, it was a great game, and wish Hull luck could uh, wish Hull all the all the luck for the next uh, rest of the season. So inconsistent then. Mm. We'll take it from that. But Ryan Longman. Yes, yes, I celebrated <laughs> in our little private chat when you said that, uh, and I yeah, hoped Ryan you would Longman. say it. Yeah, you see, I mean, you've got to listen to what you know, um, these unbiased, um, you know, opposition fans, because you know they know their stuff clearly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it. The, the main point from that is, is that he said that we deserved the win. Um, obviously, scoring in the last minute when it was a bit of a sucker punch. Um, but from his perspective as a Bristol City fan, he, he thought that we probably played quite well. And it was interesting to see that um, he mentions about like the sort of Honeyman-Longman uh, partnership. that Because that, he, he can do that either side, Honeyman. And I think that's why he's so dangerous. That he's got a whichever side with he, anyone. Yeah, whichever side he tends to link up with. I don't know what my camera's doing. Uh, whatever side he tends to link up with, um, it's just dangerous. It's a fullback's nightmare because... Like you said, when Honeyman drifts into them little pockets of space, he, he's quite happy to go on the overlap, the underlap. He'll go anywhere, and it, it is a nightmare. So hopefully Honeyman stays fit because he's going to be crucial for us this season, especially in the form he's in. Please um, stay fit, please. I know. Mm. I mean, oh, the, funny gosh. Thing, oh my God. Uh, the funny thing is... Hold <laughs> the damn camera on. <laughs> it's over again. For anyone, for any audio it. listeners, when I, I went away earlier, it's because Ant's camera fell over and it's having an absolute <laughs> nightmare again. It actually is. Stay still. Right. Hold it. <laughs> no, because then I'm like this all the time. Right. The, the main takeaway from that then, now that all the camera um, fiasco is over, <laughs> is that Honeyman is, is brilliant, right? There was a question. There was a question, though, that Honeyman stepping up from League One to the Championship, would he be able to do it? Because obviously the first time we had him, he wasn't as effective, but we obviously used him in a different uh, sort of system. Um, he's playing a similar hair. role to he was. You are? It's the power of the long hair. 
<laughs> and, uh, do, you him, when, him, do you remember when Sunderland fans were telling us how shit he was? Mm. Yeah. yeah. And now look at them. Now, yeah. Oh, I mean, a lot of uh, City fans have said that, though. The first season we had him in I the championship. The first season. Uh, you know, I want honeymoon. to like him, but he just runs around. And well, he just buzzes about. <laughs> he's he's crucial. Isn't he? it's, like, it's like I've said to um, when I spoke to Gabriel something before, he's just the way he goes from box to box is so, especially in today's game, is so important for a team to have. And I think there'll be probably a couple of sides looking at. Uh, probably inquiring about Honeyman uh, in January because go away, go away. It's not the same. They probably will, um, but yeah. obviously, him this season is going to be crucial to us staying up. Absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. So going into the Forest game, then what's our expectations? Are we happy with the draw? Survival. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. However, um, we uh, the only team that has done better than us in the last six games is. Blackburn, who were playing after Forest, but um, really, Nottingham Forest should be fearing us. Yeah. If they still had Chris Hutton in charge, I'd be a lot more confident. Because they'd yes, probably be lower than Derby. They could have been, yeah. Honestly, Which is could have been. Really, um, that's really saying something. But they, they play a similar system to us, don't they? They play at three at the back. Because um, I, I think... Their style, I think when you have two or three of the backs meet each other, it just leads to a really open game. And I think that at the moment, on current form, our defenders, if they're on top-notch form, then hopefully we can just score a couple and sort of hold them off and uh, expect like a late second-half barrage. Um, In terms of team predictions then, and I'll come to... Well, I'll open it to everybody, actually. There's no point going one-on-one because it's going to be the same answer, I think. Back straight to I'll start it off. Is there any, do you, do, are we keeping the same team or who would you bring yeah. in? I mean, I think we've kind of already answered this one, haven't we? I mean, I I, it I will change. be no changes. Mm. How I drop Longman. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know you're joking. I know you're I, joking. You know, I, I like him as well. <laughs> no, personally, I'd make two changes, the two men up front. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly the same. But, but was, it will, it'll be the same thing. It I was will. waiting for that answer. Because I, I do think, I, I would like to see Eves and, and Tyler Smith have another goal up, up front, especially in this system uh, and in the current form we're in. Because I, I do think Eves has had a bit of bad luck at the minute. Um, and obviously, it's like we say, McGinnis... as well, that Tyler Smith still hasn't scored a goal for us. No, he I hasn't. don't think how much we rave about him and how we think. Well, oh, yeah, he should be playing. Counted. On the yeah. face of it, he's not. He's not scored. That, at the same but time, it's more game time as he had. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't played that much, but it's also his impact Isn't. more. You know, he presses defenders, he creates problems. He wants to get in behind. He asks questions. It's kind of the stuff that Wilkes isn't doing. The only thing that Wilkes has done that Tyler Smith doesn't do is score <laughs> so far. So that'll be why that's Wilkes. What you want? Well, yeah. I mean, we can talk for days and days about Wilkes and the headache that he gives any sort of manager because he's just, it's just incredibly frustrating because he's so gifted. I think the the biggest frustration at the minute is he's just not playing the same style as he was last season. He's changed, he's bulked up, he's backing into mm-hmm. defenders, he's not getting him behind. And we all know how good he can be. It's weird, isn't it, to think that he was our top scorer last season and we're sorry, criticising pretty much every episode. Um, it it, it doesn't it sit right, does it? But 
Um, I'm sorry about Malik Wilkes, actually. So after the Huddersfield game when we lost two 0 uh, I I said in I said in the video, my match day vlog, uh, Malik Wilkes has been utterly awful this year. How is he still on the pitch? I said in my preview for the next game, Malik Wilkes has been completing utter shit this season. I don't understand how he still plays ninety minutes every week. A few weeks later, I was at the open training session, and um, Malik asked me about uh, about uh, YouTube. He says, I want to go. I'm thinking, oh, he knows my name. That's weird. Um, so then he says, You're doing any more YouTubes? I say, Yeah, all, all the time, mate. All the time. He says, oh, I watch him every week. I just thought, Wow, you're really brave. <laughs> well, but the thing I would just that, like to say now that Mally Wilkes is fantastic. Yeah. I love his work. Well, his. In his interview after the Reading game, like he clearly doesn't take any of this criticism to heart. He's got 100 no, percent belief like in his own Wilkes abilities. Person, I think he's fucking great. Yeah, as, a, as a bloke, he's brilliant. He's fucking great. But players, players all know that you know he knows himself. He's not, he's not playing as good as he can do. And didn't he, didn't he say after the, he put an Instagram post yes, up on Twitter where he said? He said, you know, I, I know I'm not at my best, but I'm trying or something like that. It's, yeah. you know, we, we maybe don't understand. There might be a couple of things off the field that's affecting his game, you know. But as fans, we are going to criticise what we see if it's worth criticising. And, you know, at the minute, his performance levels, because the team's playing so well, is sort of, I don't know, he's, he's kind he's of... highlighted more. Yeah, because because he's he seems to be the only one who's not... Anyone else yeah. is making yeah, so you know, we all want to see him hit his best form again and 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 get hit the, hit the ground running per se, um, but it just didn't seem to be happening for him this year. And maybe it's the injury sort of knocked his momentum off, kind of thing at the beginning of the year and that. But yeah, we do want to see him get back to it. But we, I think he deserves a rest. And you know, up up front, you know, neither of them at the minute tend to be doing what we need them to do. So even Smith would be a a very good option to at oh. least try. Well, Smith's, Smith is informed because in the last couple of minutes he's just scored for the uh, under-21s. Who's he playing? Second of the game. I think that's his second. <laughs> so he's scoring someone, for the under-23s. <laughs> someone said to me before the game on Instagram, there's sort of like a whole city like designers group chat, which I'm in, because they're, they're brilliant with all graphics and whatever. And um, this is, they'd sent a photo of the under-23s team and thought, wow, if... Just, just put if we lose this game, the under 23 should be folded because <laughs> the team is our entire first team. Yeah, the been, entire reserves of our first team. It's two from Tyler Smith so far, one from Matt Smith. Hmm. Who's in Williams. Williams? I didn't know Matt Smith still played for us. <laughs> <laughs> Never it's him. nice to see he's actually playing, to be fair, considering what yeah. was said previously by Grant. I rate, I rate Matt Smith, it, it, it'd also like be good him. in. In that sort of um, defensive midfield role, but obviously we've got Smallwood, Huddleston, and Smith. But he could probably do the the docky style thing as well, given chance. He is a bag of energy, and he's just maybe not as um, dangerous in an attacking sense as Honeyman or Doc. Um, Some people would suggest play him up front because Malik Wilkes is playing so poorly. Just play him. I'll I'll, I'll try that. (laughs) (laughs) Huddleston at centre back. Why not? Stick so, <laughs> right, so we'll go for score predictions then. I like this bit because we're always wrong. Um, Will, you first. One all. Safe, like it. Joe? 
Well, I'd just like to say I was I was about a minute off being right for Bristol City. Mm. And uh, I think I said two one as well. Actually, come to think of it, yeah, me too. I think yeah. I said Chris uh, Martin at school. For Forest, I'm going to say three two win. Ooh. Ten Ooh, that. Three goals away from home. Optimistic, I like it, Nathaniel. <laughs> um, I might go for another two-two. Actually, two-two. Yeah. Lovely Desmond. Mm. So two draws and a win. I've got to be the pessimistic one. I'm going to say two-one loss. <laughs> say Covering we've, got, all we've, we've, got, we've got one of everything. Then we've got a draw, a win, and a loss all included in the prediction. So one of us got to be right. That's Maybe not score wise, but result wise. You watch the game, will get the, the game will happen now. Abandoned. <laughs> yeah, get first oh. <laughs> uh, But after Forest, obviously, like Nathaniel mentioned, we've got Blackburn, who are also have just been Bournemouth away from home, which is a massive result. They're well, of also they on fire. Got the amazing. Ben Berriton Diaz up front. Yeah. There was rumours that they're on about selling him for twenty-five million pounds. Someone in the Premier League. <laughs> ben Diaz. I mean, I'd love to see that. To be honest, <laughs> He's uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't think that's. He's having true. such a good. T- I love him. Ever since he became Chilean. He's just turned yeah, into he, a completely different player. He got a lot of stick, didn't he? Where was he at before? Was it Forest? It was. Mm. He was. No, he say he was yeah. terrible. And he's, and he's he's terrible terrible yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and then after that, Sheffield United is it? Am I right there? Yeah, it's Sheffield United, isn't it? So it's three results that realistically, no, well, three games that um, are going to be a struggle. Um, we could do Sheffield United easy before this yeah. season. Before this season, he'd scored a total of about, I think it was something like fifteen goals in his career, or sixteen goals. Overall, and this season he's got seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so he's stepped it up a notch, Annie. Yeah. Um. So do do we think then that that game was the last of the Alamira? Hopefully, maybe. The director last of football was there. I the do feel like we're seeing every week though, which is concerning me. Yeah. Well, no, because they did. Baz did say that obviously it'd be a few weeks, even when. The claim and oh, yeah, not six sticks came through. It was going to be a few. I don't like. I mean, it. still going on. Just want rid of them now. I know. Do because obviously when January comes around, I think Peterborough winning's done a bit. Put a bit of a, a bit yeah. of unnecessary pressure on us because if we get three bad results and they go on a run, we're we're sort of they dragged back. Go. A bit. They're rubbish. Well, they just I mean, won. we were. Yeah, we were rubbish. rubbish. Yeah, exactly. I want to take up talking about. <laughs> 12 o'clock on Friday on Christmas Eve, just because that's when I leave work. Um, so it'll be a nice way to start this Christmas holidays. Yeah. Because your issue I'm, is... Oh, go on, Joe. I'm hopeful that Boxing Day will be the first home game. Yeah. Yeah. Pat Stadium. Oh, yeah, 100%. If they, can get, if they can get it over the line in time and open the West Upper, 100%. I think the one to look at for an attendance is probably the FA Cup game against Everton. Everton, yeah. Mm. Good prices, though. What was it 15 quid yeah. for adults? 15 quid for adults. Someone might. If the new guys are in, I think we could see a, a really good attendance on that one. 
That should mm. be four, really. No excuse not to with new owners and a Premier League yeah. team. Well, if anyone that was boycotting the Alams and literally that was the only reason they're not attending games, then well, they should be back. Time for them to prove it, isn't it? So well, I want to remember backstabber. <laughs> I no longer want a full row to myself on the to from myself and my dad in the south stand. <laughs> there are between the two like sets of sets of stairs. Oh, there, Joel, there is... come and join come and join me and Joel in the ultras in E2. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's not for me. The ones the ones that are getting segregated by the SMC. Yes. Because they're all naughty. Yeah, bringing Turkish flags, it's such a criminal offence. I know, it's disgusting behaviour. Well, I'll actually ask that as like one of the last topics then of this one, because obviously um, City teased us with a couple of statements that we all thought could potentially have been a takeover one, but one was the oh, SMC. One was chip Spice. Yeah, good old Chip Spice. I'm not going to lie, I wanted it. I wanted it. Um, but they released a statement, the SMC, obviously saying that They've increased steward and police presence um, yep. in the E one two area. Do you think it's just a bit daft? Are they really that bad there, Will? Are you a hooligan? What are you all I doing? I mean, no, I know why it happened. It's because against in the in the games against Sheffield United and Middlesbrough it kicked off, particularly in the Sheffield United game when it actually ended with fans punching each other, um, actually getting across between the stands. Um, for the most part, it's just it's fine. I don't think it's needed. But does it not seem knee-jerk? Because every now and again, you are going to yes. get a game where it's yes, going to be a bit more rough than the others. So, to me, to put that sort of presence there for every single home game doesn't make sense because they, they weren't going to do it against Bristol City. There was only like 200 of them. I don't think they were going to end it's up scrapping. <laughs> so, it just, to, to me... Fair, it's... Actually, the Bristol game, it did seem a bit quieter. It did seem a bit quieter on the steward front. There was still quite a few there. Do you think it affects? Do you think it affects the um, atmosphere at all? No, not at all. Because because it's the, the in E two it's constant chanting. It's great. The atmosphere is bang on there. That's all right then. Because I thought with them being there, it might sort of. I, I I don't think you can buy tickets for that area at the moment. I think you have you to have a season ticket to get in that area. You can't. You can't buy tickets. I didn't think you could. I think everyone who's in there is season ticket holders. Not seeing any fresh faces then. <laughs> no. No, it's um, I mean, some Stone Island hooligans like Will. That, um, yeah, it's a Stone Island job. <laughs> Will's getting his badge in for the uh, out for the stewards. Get it on shoulder. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will happily make it clear. I own no Stone Island gear. Right <laughs> Not saying that everyone who wears them is a twat, obviously. No, of course not. I don't own one now. I can't spend that amount of money on a jumper. Exactly. uh, (laughs) I've got two points now, because you mentioned Stone Island. Um, I I can't imagine what the stewarding is going to be like on the gates when they have to check everyone's vaccine passports and negative Oh, sweet Jesus Christ. I forgot about that. Yeah. (laughs) Because that is the obviously the other uh, statement about, in regards to yeah. Our, I mean, um, I'm under sixteen, and I've only had one jab. I can't log it with the NHS, so I've got to do a. I've got to do an LFP every time I want to go. Yeah. To I'm all right. Mm-hmm. I've got mine. If you can see it, it's so bright. Oh, I can <laughs> steal it. <though. clears throat> you can steal your passport. 
Everyone, everyone's screenshotting this now. Yeah. <laughs> Cropping it. Even the audio is doing it. Will Will checked in ten thousand times. Um <laughs> but yeah, so that's obviously the other the the, the, the other uh, statement that came out. We went into plan B uh for this uh Omicron variant. Um so they're bringing in vaccine passports or negative lateral flows the day before, I think it is. Um for yeah. games. Is it stadiums over ten thousand? Or attendance? Yeah, I, believe, stuff, so. I think yeah, we're all late for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the takeovers come at the wrong time. <laughs> Don't so, say that ever. <laughs> no, obviously, 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 didn't mean that. I go on a record and say I really want this takeover to happen. I'm um, just joking. <laughs> but exciting future, possibly. Obviously, the next three games will be tough. Let's see where we are in January. Uh, I think we've spoke about before what kind of players we'd probably want to see coming in the window. Striker, uh, striker, yeah. centre back. Striker and a centre back. But Alvin Jones still come back. Nah. Well, yeah, yeah, but we need the um, we need Another the cover. Uh, the cover. Safa. He's out learning. Isn't he? no, call Andy Smith. He's no, he's him. playing. He's playing tonight in the reserves. So he's not always Andy Smith. Yeah, no, but he's probably can do that though. But we'd like a bit of experience. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So we have got covering them options with Arthur and them, but it's just again. Another couple of young defenders that have got to try and get used to the rough and tumble. Like, so you know, One, Greaves, Greaves, Greaves had a couple of errors at the beginning of the season, didn't he? As he sort of found his feet. Um, but yeah, striker probably would. Would uh, we? We also. I'll ask you, Joe, because obviously you've not been on before. Is there anyone that you'd like let go? Is there anyone you'd like to see leave the club? Potentially, uh, loan or permanent, either either. I'm kidding. I, I, I'm joking about the manager with uh, letting the manager go. We'll leave him be for now. Okay. A few weeks ago, haven't I? But um, in terms of let go, I need to have a look at the squad list here. Hang on a sec. Is no, forget Matt list? Smith exists every other game. I Is mean, there anyone you necessarily mm. need to let go? I wouldn't really say so. We have, I think, we have got excessive cover in the central midfield area. Mm. Mm. Um, it might just be a case of letting youngsters go out on loan again. You know, Josh Hines is already out there, as is Arter, as is Smith, Matty Jacob is. You know, it might, it might be a case of getting one of either Cartwright or Robson alone for the yeah half of the year, just because we have such great young talent, and they need to play. They do. And that's what, and I hope with the takeover as well that the academy isn't just neglected for yeah. an amount of Turkish players coming in and new signings because we've got this newfound, got this newfound ambition. The academy has mm. mm. given the club a lot of joy over the past few years, and I hope that the funding is increased, not emphasis on it relaxed. Well, I'm pretty sure in his talks with Ehab that Ehab will have just, you know. The whole reason that they invested in the Youth Academy was because they wanted us to become a selling club. They wanted us to produce players on the cheap and sell them off for a good price. Um, pretty sure that will have been a discussion topic between uh, Action and Ehab. It will have been like, look, mate, this this thing we've, we've, we've sort of invested in, there's a lot of good players coming out of there that will earn you quite a bit of book if you get them in team. Um, so I can't imagine he'd, he'd, he'd downgrade it in any sense. It, w- it wouldn't make financial sense also to him. 
or the club. Um, like I say, there isn't many players that you'd like that we want to go necessarily. I, I think there might be a, a case yeah. for someone like maybe maybe Eves uh, at the moment no. just because he's not playing. Well, if, not if, if we do get a striker, then maybe. If he yeah. of his drive, he is not leaving. <laughs> he, he deserves um, better though you know he needs he to be playing somewhere he does he does, he does. Yeah, if he's not playing here I would like to see him play somewhere else at, at his level maybe so maybe League 2 or something <laughs> right no we're not having that that's a bad yeah. moment booted <laughs> <laughs> Nathaniel from me um... <laughs> god that was I'm half joking. joking don't worry I'm half joking Half joking. Half joking. Yeah. Um, I think is is it is it right then? Um, I didn't read the the article that I saw, but I, I, have we got about nine, eight or nine players that are due to expire contracts at the end of the season? Oh, is it maybe millions. when millions of them, all of them? Because well, usually no. that sort of article comes up, but we've got the option for a, uh, to trigger another year, yeah. but it's not really expiring. Extension on them. Yeah, so I mean, it wouldn't even necessarily really be expiring. I know Honeyman's one of them. Elder, McGuinness, others. Um, Anyone who signed two two years ago, I think. From what I can see on here is Huddleston, McGuinness, Smallwood, Eves, Ingram, Honeyman, Elder, McLaughlin, Emmanuel, Baxter from his loan, Smith from his loan, Wilkes, Longman and Bernard each from their loans. We have options on Wilkes, Emmanuel, Elder, Honeyman, Ingram and Eves. Oh, and Huddleston. Yeah. All those <laughs> options will be activated. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. I think we'll be all right then, contract. I mean, I'd like us to sit, like we've said it before, we'd like us to maybe sign... Bernard and Baxter permanently, Longman, if we've got the funds to do so as well. I don't oh, think we will. Actually, that, that's given me an idea, so I'm going to throw a tough question in. So out of the three, Baxter, Bernard and Longman, Longman. you can only sign two of them permanently. Who are we signing? Sign Longman oh. twice. Well, Bernard, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Bernard and Longman because Baxter is good keeper but like he, uh, Ingram's good as well whereas if you t- take Bernard out we haven't got another obvious centre-back option perhaps I may have to agree with that yeah well, because it's the only correct answer Will <laughs> right okay then Bernard and Baxter <laughs> how dare you <laughs> what about you Joe I would sign all three and more um, that wasn't an option. But to answer your question, I agree. Um, <laughs> to answer your question, I probably would go for um, Bernard and Longman. Good. Yeah, but I mean Ingram proved Ingram kept the score lines down a lot earlier this year, and I love Baxter. Don't get me wrong, but he's still got his dream of playing for Chelsea. Bernard has, of course, still with Man United, but for Longman, I think I think it well, looks Paul Brighton. I think it looks quite far 
the distance of him from getting to Brighton, from where he is now as a player, getting into Brighton's first team purely because the the what the ambition that they want to have in the most respectful way to Longman possible. Wait, I don't, wait, I don't, so you I, think I, that Bernard and Baxter have a better chance of playing for Chelsea yeah, and Man United? Hang on, I I Longman's got the biggest chance of cracking what? into his parents. I, I, I think I phrased that wrong. The clubs will want to keep hold of Baxter and Bernard more than I think yeah, Brighton will want to keep hold of them. I think though? Man U want. I do think Man U <laughs> want to keep hold of Bernard. Yeah, I think they want to keep all of them. I mean, because I mean, uh, surely Baxter must be getting somewhat sick of now. He, what? How old is he? Yeah, but actually, that was going to be my point. You also got to look at the state, the status of like the first team at the minute for them teams. Uh, realistically, Man United's defensive uh, line at the minute is terrible. You look at Lindelof and Bayi, well, which is right now. Like liabilities at the minute. They're going to the Maguire's not at his usual standards. They've brought Varane in, who's Still getting used to the Premier League, they'll probably want some young up-and-coming defender that's going to be able to step mm-hmm. in if need be. Chelsea, in a goalkeeper sense, they stockpile players anywhere. They've probably got about six other goalkeepers mm-hmm. ready to yeah, to yeah. be in that position. He'd be the most realistic player, I think, that we would be able to sign, especially considering he's like ages. Baxter's twenty-three, and Bernard and Longman are both twenty-one. Mm. Yeah. Well, Baxter, twenty-three, years younger for a goalkeeper, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's quite young for a keeper. Yeah, and he's it's it's kind of at the stage now. I think Baxter, where he needs to be finding a permanent team instead of going out on loan every season. Because um, if if he if he goes to another side and does well, he can end up bringing himself back into the Premier League anyway, and possibly getting moved to a big club at, at twenty eight, twenty nine when he hits his prime, kind of thing. Um, yeah, but Long Longman, I think I don't know. It's a tough one with Brighton. I mean, they did it with, um, you got to look at like Ben White, who only really had one decent season with Leeds and then they were mm-hmm. quoting like ridiculous amount, 50 million quid he went to Arsenal for. So, you know, it, it, he's young and English. Is it, 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 they would probably try and chat. I don't think we'd be able to afford London personally. I think Brighton would quote us something silly like 10 million. And he's in um, attacker, so he'll cost yeah. more. Yeah. So realistically, I think our easiest chance would be Bernard and Baxter, just based on that, because I think, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, so that would be my logical. Know who Bernard is? That's the that's the that's the sort of big thing because he's. Uh, although let's let's be honest, uh, we've had six good games. Yeah, like we shouldn't get too carried away thinking, oh, they're going to strut into the you know these Champions League, Premier League teams after six games. So. Let's let's give it a little while. Well, Bernard's had a good to season us. so far, to be fair. And his previous season mm-hmm. was in League Two with Salford. So it's quite mm-hmm. a big step up and he sort of took yes. it right in his stride. So that's a plus. For, but also that's a con, really, because if, if he can make that sort of step up, Manuel will be like, mm, maybe we should keep him kind of thing. But this is all hypothetical anyway, so it doesn't matter, yeah. does it? It was just a fun question. Um <laughs> So we've pretty much covered everything then at the minute. We've got um, the Christmas special, obviously. I think, uh, we forgot to mention that in the last episode. Uh, coming up, uh, the three versus three Christmas trivia quiz against our Aussie friends. Um, Nathaniel, Will and Joel. Remind me when that's supposed to be. It's the 20th, Monday the 20th, I think. At, Ooh, yeah. 
was it eight or nine? I'll have to double check the graphic. I think it's at nine because it's nine o'clock in the morning their time. So it'll actually be on Tuesday for the Australians. It'll be on Monday for us, which is weird. A time travel episode. <laughs> so that we've got that episode to look forward to. Like I say, uh, the new sponsor, um, they're going to probably do a couple more giveaways. So do keep a look uh, an eye out for that. Um, we have got another couple of surprises in the uh, pipeline to hopefully announce at some point in the new year. Um, and, a, and a very special guest, if I can get that over the line, I'm going to say whilst touching it's one. It's a surprise for us as well. It's a surprise for these guys as well, because I think it's going to be a good one. Um, stay tuned. Yeah, definitely. It's, it'll be a good one. It'll be quite surreal speaking to him on the phone. Oh, I think. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out. Uh, thanks for everybody for, for joining me, you three. Uh, good luck on your YouTube channel, Joe. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Just do make end, sure. Quickly, can I yeah. plug a little a little giveaway I'm doing on my own socials? Will this go out tomorrow morning? It shall. Oh, it shall. Okay. So this goes out Tuesday. The giveaway for this hand signed Keen Lewis Potter little autograph card thing. He designed by myself, hand signed by the man himself before the game the other day. Ends on Wednesday. If you head over to my Instagram, uh, which is at old underscore grandpa dot job, you can see the details on my most recent post there on how to enter and to be in with a chance of winning that. So go ahead if you want. If you don't, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Might, that. Might as well. Quite fancy one of them for the wall, I think. Maybe. Right, no point doing a giveaway. One of us will have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just give it, just give it us. Um, so yeah, head over to that and to that. If you'd like a hand signed King Lewis Potter uh, graphics card, was that kind of thing? Um, yeah, sort of autograph card thing. Yeah. And I've got, I've got more coming up throughout the year as well. So keep, so keep, keep yeah, your yeah. eyes out, viewers, yeah. listeners. Yeah. I mean, hopefully um, we can do a few more giveaways. I mean, I've got some um, old Hull City stuff that I think we might be getting rid of. Um, I've got a few signed footballs and that that I can't really fit anywhere because um, the missus won't let me. So mm. I might give them away. So keep an eye out for them. Um, but like I said, thank, uh, thanks for, for watching, everyone. Um, do head over to uh, our new sponsor, check them out. Uh, and thanks for everyone here today joining me on the episode. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.